Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, giving me activities of my limbs, even though some days, Lord, I just don't even know if I feel like even getting about the bed, especially when the weather be hot, cold, warm, don't know what's going on, but I am still grateful. Now, with that also being said, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is the day when we do the show, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry. I've been calling around trying to get people to join me today, because I know today I am going to be stuck on this topic, as it is something that Jeanette really don't know much about, but I am going to do my best. Now, today's topic is entitled, We Are the Seed. Now, I just got a text back from First Lady Robinson, so I'm waiting on her to tell me to give her five minutes, so I'll give her five minutes. So with that being said, we are the seed, a lot of times I listen to things, stuff dropping my spirit, and I'm like, okay. So I write it down, and I go back to try to gather more information to find out what do that mean we are the seed. Because I've heard different interpretations. I've heard individuals um, talk about things about the promised land. And even as a child, I really didn't know what that meant what that meant. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing this show because it also helps me in my spiritual walk and my journey as I try to provide information from a, not only just a biblical perspective for believers, but also for non-believers. Because today we're living in a time where it's hard to believe, it's hard to trust. We say we trust God, but yet a lot of individuals still doubt God and his promises and the blessings. So that is why talking about this this topic, I found it to be very, very interesting. Now, what I wrote today, and it indicates that today's show is designed to provide insight as to the biblical meaning as what it means being the seed of Abraham. It is written that the heirs of the promise and the covenant made to Abraham and obtained only by obedience to the laws and ordinance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I find it to be interesting because we talk about obedience and the laws. That's something that many of us kind of struggle with. Now, if we are the seed, what does that mean? So if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call at 516 516- 387-1914. If you are a pastor, if you're a deacon, if you're a Bible scholar, I really need to hear from you, especially before First Lady call in on the show, because uh, like I said before, I'm going to need some help as it relates to this topic. Now, I want to share some things that as I was putting this together, And I found some information, and it talked about God made an incredible promise to Abraham and his seed about 4,000 years ago. Now, we know many of us humans don't even live to be barely 100. And we're watching people pass away, transition. But even though they're transitioning, a lot of times they are still believing in the promise, things that was promised to them. Now, when we talk about God's perfect plan, things may not be the way we want them to be, and it's not going to be that way because, again, it is God's perfect plan. And when we talk about the source of blessings, it's like, okay, Jeanette, what does that mean? But when he made that promise to Abraham 4,000 years ago, the promise of a land for everlasting possession and innumerable family, we knew that we talk about destruction of theirs, the enemies, and blessings on all nations of the earth. 
and Christ was talking about also his elect. Now, I've heard people say who was the chosen one, who was the elect, who was the, that's why I want someone other than me to talk about this. Now, I found some information also in Galatians, and it talked about in Galatians 3.29. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we're going to go into what that promise is about. And, you know, and I had a book, and I cannot find my book. But my book was entitled God's Promises. And, I mean, I wore that book out because I was in on that the words. Like, God, if you promise me this, it's like a child now waiting on Santa Claus or waiting on their parents to do something. Well, Mom, you said, Daddy, you said you would go do this. We expect for them to do what they say they're going to do. Now, even though, and it talks about in Galatians, and it talks about the epistle of Paul and the apostle of the Galatians, and it talks about how they were having launched their Christian experience by faith. And it seems they seem content to leave their voyage of faith and chart a new course based on works, a course Paul finds disturbing. His letter to the, the Galatians is a vigorous attack against the gospel of the works and a defense of the gospel of faith. Paul begins by setting forth his credentials as an apostle with messages with a message from God. Blessings comes from God on the basis of faith. I'm like, wow, that's deep. So when we start talking about our blessings, you know, people say, well, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, or God bless me, or, you know, sometimes we say we want to be a blessing to someone. But again, and I'm going to repeat, blessing comes from God on the basis of faith, not law. The law declares men guilty, and imprison them. Faith sets them free to enjoy liberty in Christ. But liberty is not license. Freedom of Christ means freedom to produce the fruit of righteousness through the spirit-led lifestyle. Now, in the book, they call the pro Galatians to the Galatians, and is the only letter of Paul that is specifically addressed to a number of churches until the church, now Lord knows I'm pronouncing these names right, but they talk about a lot of different things. So again, if you want to can join me in this topic, give me a call, 516-387-1914, because I'm going to say, Tammy, your five minutes is taking a long time as I am trying to go through this subject. Now, when we talk about this, and I'm looking at some information that I was researching as I was putting this topic, not putting the topic together, but just basically just gathering information because part of it is what does it mean to be the seed? You know, I've heard, the, you know, we're the salt, we're the light, we're the, you know, and the seed of Abraham adopted into the family of God. Now, there's an individual, and he, his name was President James E. Foss, and he talks about the key knowledge of God, and it says, what does it mean to be the seed of Abraham? Spiritually, it has a deeper meaning, and that's why I want someone to share what that meaning literally means. But it means his literal descent, descendants, being a descendant of them, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, the great patriarch, that all nations would be blessed through him. It takes us back to Genesis 18, 18, also in Galatians. Any man or woman can claim the blessings of Abraham. They become his seed, his heirs to the plum promise blessings by accepting the gospel, being baptized, entering into the temple marriage, being faithful and keeping their covenant, and helping to carry the gospel to all the nations of the earth. Now, a lot of times we 
we're finding that individuals are getting this kind of confused because you have a lot of man-made churches. You have a lot of individuals that are believing more in their pastors than they are believing in the word of God. And we do have to go back to the, the big book, to the good book, and see what the word says. Now, to be empowered is to bear this ministry and priesthood until all nations. A man must receive, the, and they talk about the priesthood with its blessings, then through faithfulness, he becomes an heir to the fullest of eternal life. Now, even when I think of family and I think of heir and I think of individuals transitioning and writing a will, and I'm trying to put all of that together in layman's term in regards to what that means, when we start talking about that and being obedient, a lot of times we even in our families, we felt that the oldest child should inherit something or we want to give this gift. I was watching a movie the other day, and a very wealthy man had passed away. And all the family wanted was his money. And he had this one grandson that kind of isolated himself from the family. He was, he was special. He was different. And the grandfather knew that. And when they was reading his last will and testament in the movie, it was called The Gift. The, all the family members was upset, did not appreciate what they got. So when he went, I think his name was Jason in the movie, when Jason went into the room with the attorney, and the attorney pretty much gave, Jason had some things that he had to do to prove himself to be faithful, to prove himself to be loyal, to prove himself to be obedient. And there were different gifts. And even the gift of giving. And it was interesting because he did everything he had to do. And even when he thought he was given a certain amount of money. And, and what I found interesting about the movie was he had to come back with a friend, a true friend, and found out that the friend that he found was a little girl. And this little girl was very strong-willed, but this little girl also had leukemia and was in the hospital, and family was struggling. And he blessed them, he helped them in more ways than one could ever, ever imagine. And because of his faithfulness and his obedience, this particular character in the movie got way more than anybody in the family did because the grandfather knew he could trust him. So I'm going to tell you, it was an awesome movie. Now, when we talk about the faithfulness, through faithfulness, he becomes their heirs in the fullness of eternal life. For Paul said, and if ye be in Christ, then we are this Abraham's seed according to the promise, and that's in Galatians 3, chapter 3, verse 29. Now, I got my Bible right here with me because I do not want to speak or misspeak, and it is definitely written in there, in the Bible, in the Word, as it relates to that. And it's interesting that the Lord used the word seed in his promise to Abraham it has a fuller meaning than when we start talking about um, prosperity or different things because it's meaning to multiply the blessings of the covenant of Abraham unto all nations. That don't mean you're just going to bless the people in your household, you're going to bless the people on your street, you're going to bless the people in your community. That means all nations. That means you're going to spread a little love or spread something everywhere. And that's where a lot of times people get things confused because they want to give or help those that they see fit. But that wasn't how God worked. Now, even when we start talking about that and talking about how, um, according to his, um, with the promises, it says, and as the seed of Abraham, we have some obligations. We are commanded to come to Christ by doing the work of Abraham. And in John 8, 39, also in John 8, 32 to 50, these words include obeying God, receiving and keeping priesthood and temple ordinance and the covenant, preaching the gospel, 
building family units and teaching our children and being faithful to the end. You know, now I'm wondering, I was wondering what made me watch that movie. And then this topic popped into my spirit. And now it's kind of all coming together because that's exactly what they had that young man do in the movie. And I didn't realize that to just now. Now it is also interesting that the Lord uses the word seed in his promise to Abraham. And we talked about the, the basically it having a fuller meaning. And, you know, part of it is trying to understand what that meant. Now, Abraham's righteousness is also a privilege to be adopted into the internal family of Jesus Christ. And this includes the right to receive external covenant in the temple by which they are worthy. They will be organized and exalted in the internal family of Christ. I'm like, wow. Now, a lot of times individuals feel that being adopted is a bad thing, but as we can see, it is not. Now, I like how they talk about the fact that it includes being obedient and that there are things that individuals um, are going to have to do. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's basically coming from Bible Hub, and it even talks about some of the the verses in Galatians and in another um, different transition, I mean, translations. And when you start talking about according to the promise, according to the promise, I was promised this. I'm an heir. I should be entitled to this. I am the seed of Abraham. So when we start even singing that or, you know, it's like, what do that mean? What does it, what does it get? What, what, what am I supposed to get? You know, we got a lot of times, you know, people go to work, they get a paycheck. You know, individuals come home from work, they want to be, have a clean house. They want a food to eat. They want, it's like, what do that really mean? Now, I'm looking at something, and it also talks about the Bible verses about Abraham's seed, and even in Galatians, and it talks about, like I talked about earlier with Galatians chapter 3, 26, 29. For you are the sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you are in are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And in Galatians 3.16, it indicates, now to Abraham and his seeds were promised, the promise made, he does not say, and to the seed, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Now in Romans 9.6-8, it says, But it is not the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israels who are of Israel, nor are they all children, because they are all seed of Abraham, but in Isaac your seed shall be called, that is those who are the children of the flesh. These are not children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. So please, somebody come and help me talk about this seed, because also in Genesis 26, 3, 5, dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I give all these lands. I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all of the lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statute, and my laws. Now, I'm finding this to be interesting because even as it goes on and on and on in regards to the promise that was made and the things that was done, 
And when we start talking about what's happening even today, so it looks like Lady T is joining me. Good morning, Lady T. How are you doing? Good morning. I can't hear you. I'm Good sure. morning. Uh-oh. I want to thank you for joining me because I was watching, I was telling the audience or that I was the listeners, I was watching a show the other day, and I think it was on YouTube, and it was called The Gift. And then I was mm-hmm. watching a show earlier than that, and it was called Mr. Church. And then this topic popped into my spirit, We Are the Seed, and I was thinking about it. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie, it's The Gift. It's a good movie. Because it started making a lot of sense. Now, when we start talking about we are the seed, and you've been in church practically all your life, and I know, you know, (laughs) some of these questions be coming up, and I'll be asking asking my own questions for myself. What the heck do that mean? Please explain we are the seed. Okay. Well, when you say we are the seed, Okay, and I I see you have here Abraham seed heirs and according. Okay, so we're supposed to be heirs and joint heirs, but we yeah we're the seed from Abraham, and you all know the story. You know the song, the blessings of Abraham. Actually, people think the blessings of Abraham is all his wealth and everything, but it's not. It's the the Holy Spirit. So, mm-hmm. um, we are the seed. Well, we are made in God's image. He made us. He created us. So um, when we say, when you have where Abraham seed, it's, um, we, he was the father of everything, you know, Father Abraham. He's the father of all. God made him the father, of course, Sarah, the mother. So when, when we say that, it just means that we belong to him. We are his. So even people that don't know that they belong to him, they do belong to him. They just choose to do what they want. Like we have the atheists, we have, you know, the ones that just live any old kind of way. But at the end of the day, we are his seed. We belong to him. He created us. He made us. That's why I say he created us in his image. So we all should look like him. We all should be like him. And that's what that means because he created us in his image. So the ones that are saying, okay, yeah, they claim they're Christians, I'm, you know, I'm of God, I belong to God, I'm him. So our life should look like him. What we do should portray who he is mm-hmm. because we are his seed. We belong to him. Mm-hmm. So when people do the opposite, say don't mock him, don't mock God. So that's pretty much saying don't mock your creator who made you, who created you, who, you know, how you came to be. Don't mock, don't mock him. Mhm, and you know, Lady T, I find it interesting because I was really stuck. Cause I was like, "What do that mean?" You know, and because you know, our parents would say, and our parents would make us promises, and when we start talking about the promises, and we talking about a sense of entitlement, and feeling that you know, I'm standing on this word, I believe, because a lot of times mm-hmm. people have doubt. They say, "Don't question God." And I found a lot of information in regards even to um, the Galatians, but also in Isaiah 51, verse 2 to 8, it says, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him, for the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her... Desert like the garden of the Lord, joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and voice of melody. Listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, all my nations, for law will proceed from me and will make my justice rest as the light of the people. Righteousness is near. My salvation has gone forth and my arms will judge the people. The coastlands will wait upon me and my arms they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heaven and look on the earth beneath, for heaven will vanish away like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment, and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. My salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. And then it also goes into it and says, listen to me, 
you are who you are, it says you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law, do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults, for the mouth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever in my salvation from generation to generation. Now, just reading that alone reminded me of, even when I put this information out on Facebook, and I was getting in trouble because it was like, this is not part of the Facebook community. I was red flagged. I was, I was like, really? You know, I'm just trying to learn something. I'm just trying to teach individuals. What does that mean? But do you know that individuals were still shunning it, didn't want to hear it, didn't even want it to even be posted? Mm-hmm. Mm. And it goes well. back to even what it even, when it talks about, even, you know, just reading this verse. So it, it makes me realize that that means it's a sensitive subject. That means it's something that people really don't understand, and they really, some people may not even want to know. But then you let something happen, and then they want to talk about what they was promised to them, what they entitled to, but it talks about obedience, the obedience. And a lot of times, Lady T, I see that individuals get obedience kind of confused with foolishness. And I want to say this. I was, I found, I was, I was on um, Twitter this morning because social media is just a thing right now. You find all kind of information out there. And it kind of gives some people insight to the way people are thinking and feeling about certain things. And one of the things the lady had posted was that um, I'm not going to let nobody take away my right to worship and I can go to church and I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do. And I want to say she was of Catholic belief. And, I mean, this is not just with the Catholic. It's with a lot of other denominations, too. And she was mm-hmm. like, well, if I, if I get COVID, it's meant for me to have it. And, and then two wow. days later, two, just two days later, Lady T, the same woman posted, Lord, please, please pray, pray for me and my husband. We both tested positive for COVID. He's not doing very oh, wow. well. He got pre-existing conditions. One minute you talking about. You know, you go right. do what you want to do because the Lord and ain't nobody going to stop you from worshiping your God. And then now you saying to the people, pray for me because me and my husband got COVID. Right. You know what? People uh, speak things upon themselves. And, you know, they think, oh, uh, like you said, you know, ain't nobody going to stop me from praising my God doing this. Okay, but you can praise God from your home because you are the church. The building ain't the church. People get that twisted. And, yeah. okay, if you want to put your life in danger, don't put nobody else's in danger. Because, see, God will allow you to go through something, to deal with something, to have something. He'll allow her to catch it to prove his point, not their point, because it's his will be done, not ours. So we get that mixed up. And that's part of the obedience, because a lot of people thought that that's being obedient to God. No. That's not being obedient to God. No. No, it's not. That is not, that is not being obedient to God. That's being obedient to yourself and, and what you think you're supposed to do instead of what, I mean, the Bible clearly says, follow the laws of the land. So if it's saying social distance, if it's telling you not more than 10 people in church, if it's telling you not to even be in a in a place, you know, or if it's telling you whatever it's telling you to do, you're supposed to follow that because we're the one who have to follow the law. That's what they mm-hmm. were put in place for. And the Bible and- clearly tells us that. But people like to believe what they want to believe and read what they want to read. See, people read something and they'll make up – their own, they mm-hmm. make up what they want to believe. And, and, you know, and, that, and that's where they, you know, when we start talking about the chosen one, or mm-hmm. it, it, I was getting kind of confused. I'm like, wait a minute now. So what makes this person chosen? What makes this person? And why do they think this ain't supposed to happen? And ooh, I, mean, I was just all over the place. And it's crazy because I have my book that's kind of woe out and it talks about God's promises. It's probably in the back seat of my car because I normally keep it even when I'm driving on the highway and the byway whenever I have to go out. And I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm so not prepared. But, but when we start talking about God's 
promises and what did God promise you? If we are the seed. Now in John chapter 8, 37, 44, it says, I know that you are Abraham's descendant and I will seek to kill it. Oh, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father that you do not, that you do what have seen in your father. They answered to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you, and it goes back into, um, so I'm treating up a phone. If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek right. to kill me. A man who was told, told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I perceived forth and came from God, nor have I come from myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning mm-hmm. and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. That right there, Tammy, is deep. Mm-hmm. Because it all kind of, it, it, it all goes together. But yes. it's putting it together. You know, and when I was yeah. thinking about that, it was reminding me of Ryder. I remember when we sent Ryder down the street to the neighborhood, um, like, daycare for him to, to learn some culture. And so mm-hmm. Ryder wouldn't have these sense of entitlements. And Ryder was talking about they had a belt down the street. And we were talking about what's mm-hmm. the belt for. And he was talking about a girl. The next thing we know, Ryder came back with a big old note on his chest being escorted by about three or four kids talking about, I don't have to listen to nobody but my mama. Girl, that belt didn't even scare Ryder. Now Ryder take the belt and be playing with it because it's like, uh, what y'all supposed to do with this? And I just be like, oh, my Lord. You know, but when we start talking about just, you know, believing, um, reading mm-hmm. our word, knowing, Tammy, it's, it's sad, but a lot of individuals are so conflicted, they don't know which way to go. I know. And you don't want to argue. You don't want to get into debate. You don't want to. And sometimes people say, I pray for you. Sometimes they're praying for your demise. Sometimes I don't even want somebody to pray for me. I'll say, baby, I'll say, thank you very much, but I I, I can do a good job by myself. You know, Mm -hmm. now, let's talk about a little bit when we start talking about the promised seed the source of blessings in God's perfect plan. Because a lot of individuals don't even know what that means. You know, Jennifer Hudson's song is playing in my head right now, you know, about mm-hmm. he, he promised me this, he promised me. But first I want to hear from your perception when we start talking about the promises. What is that about? The promises of that. Well, he did. He What does he promise? I mean, if you read your word, there's some things he promised. He promised us um, life, even Mm -hmm. life after death, because when we die, we be, if we're saved, you know, we be with him. Not just saved, but, you know, you're delivered, set free, all of that good stuff. Because you you can be, well, you know. And so his promise is for us to, you know, live with him in eternity. That's the promise. But also when we pray to him and we pray to him continuously and we pray, you know, to him honestly and mm-hmm. we pray from our heart and it's genuine prayer. It's effect and we're praying that and we don't switch it up or we don't pray one thing and we be like, oh, Lord, no, that's not Oh, the, uh, no. When we pray to him and even sometimes when we can't pray, all we can say is, Lord, you know, 
you know, and he knows it's sincere because he knows we're asking. And if he, you know, you have a relationship and he speaks to you and he makes you a promise and be like, I'm going to do that, then you expect him to do it because that's, that's like, you know, having, you know, when they say hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you just believe and know, you know, because we believe and trust God and we haven't seen him, but we feel mm-hmm. him, we can hear him, and we know he's there. We know we can feel his presence. So that is- that's when you know you have a relationship. A lot of people be like, I don't hear from God, I don't see God. Well, do you have a relationship with them? Because just because you go to church and shout don't mean you have a relationship because you can be leaving and sinning Monday Monday to Sunday and go in church and shout and cry and, and go to the altar and get prayed for and still leave and sin again starting Monday to Sunday again. You know what I mean? That so, is true. I remember, I remember not to cut you off, Tammy, but I remember I had a, was working with a person one time, and he told me he owned his own business. He grew up in the church, and he said, I smoke cocaine Monday through Saturday. I said, Monday through Saturday, yeah, when I go to church on Sundays, I don't want to be high when I go to church. So I just make sure that on Sundays I don't I don't use cocaine. I said, so do you really believe that the God don't know that you may stop getting high on Saturday night at midnight, which is actually Sunday morning? What makes you think God don't know you're getting high just because you didn't get high on Sunday? <laughs> but that was his mentality. Wow. He just was not going to go into the house of the Lord under the influence of cocaine. But the cocaine is already in your system. You get right. high Monday through Saturday. Skip Sunday and then start <laughs> over again Monday through Saturday. Girl, I didn't even argue with that man. I was just like, tell me how that's working for you. You know, and, right. and he believed it as long as I don't get high on Sunday. Now, when we start right. talking about the promise seed in the book, even of Genesis, and throughout the Old Testament days, the hope of the Messiah coming rose and fell, the wonders what the angels must have thought as they observed God's promises concerning the coming seed, yet witnessing the incredible ability of man to endanger the seed, considering the way in which the theme of the seed is developed in the book of Genesis. Now, at the time of their first son's birth, Abraham, I mean, Adam and Eve, must Mm -hmm. have had a special measure with joy. Now, we talk about with Abel came the hope of the seed and might the promise Mm -hmm. be delivered. When the first son, Cain, killed his younger brother, all hopes were Mm -hmm. dashed, and Abel was no longer alive to deliver the death blow, blow to the serpent. And Cain was no longer qualified to do so. When the arrival of their third son, Seth, hope once again raised. If their son was not promised favor, savior, but at least he could be the forefather of the Messiah. And Eve knew it. And Adam mm-hmm. had relations with his wife again. And she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has appointed me another offspring, literally. Seed mm-hmm. in place of Abel, for Cain killed him. Now, when we go into this and we're trying to figure out how this came about and even talking about the seed, things look very bleak. And it it was basically, it said, had it not been for the ark, the promise of the seed, who would destroy Satan and would have been set aside but the ark was God's means of preserving the seed. What do they mean by that, Tammy? How did the ark preserve the seed? Was it because of the animals that he took away? Was it, what is, how did he preserve it with the ark? Yes. Well, you know, this is like, this is a, um, this is like a Bible study moment when, when we need my brother. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. Because I couldn't do this by myself today. I was like, why am I supposed to talk about this? I don't get this. Yeah. So, you know, on the ark, yeah, he preserved. That's why he had two animals of each, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming male and female, right? Mm -hmm. So, all the animals, so they can replenish. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, he, he all them people died because you know they didn't want to believe. And Noah built the ark, but when it's the seat, when it says 
dealing with the seed again, we all stem from um, Noah's son. So we all come from one of them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Was and it even him, Sham, and mm-hmm. Sham, and what's the other one? Indigo. So we, yeah, we come from them. So we mm-hmm. each come from one of them, one of them tribes. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's black, there's Hispanic, there's white, there's Asian, there's all these different. You know, we have all these all these different backgrounds, all these different languages, all, because we all come from one of their lineage. We come from one and, of them. And that's why when it talks about all nations, that's why you can't just right. single one thing out. And you know what? And even when I think of the seed and planting something and getting it to grow, I was talking to Keith mm-hmm. the other day because he was talking about planting some some fruit trees in Mississippi. And I was like, uh, can you plant me a pomegranate tree? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have my pomegranate. I, I I just want pomegranate. Just 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 plant me my own little pomegranate tree. Just put it to the side somewhere, you know. But when we start talking about planting and harvesting and and watching it grow, and when I was going through this information, it was about four thousand years ago, where the average person don't even live. I don't even what a hundred and twenty is maybe the the oldest that I've ever seen, you know. And I mean I don't know the one that lived past one hundred and twenty. But that's a long, 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 long time. Now, you shall take with you every clean animal by sevens. And you're right, it was a male and a female. And the animals that are not clean to a male or female, also the birds of the skies by seven, male and female, to keep the offsprings literally. And that means that alive on the, on the face of all the earth. And that was in Genesis. And the next major promise of saving the seed was given to Abraham is what is known as Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 12. So, I mean, that is a lot of responsibility. A yeah. lot of responsibility. And then you got to be obedient and you got to do, and you got to obey the laws. And yet people are being hard headed and they don't want to listen to what you got to say. And you trying to tell right. them that you're trying to preserve it and you trying to do God's work and you know, and the promise and it's just like wow. And then even though it indicates a ten year pass from time to time, even with Abraham's uncircumcision until the time when the promised seed was born. Nine years passed before God announced the time of the birth of the seed. As angels paused and Abraham's tent for meal on their way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. See, and it, it, it all goes into a story. And um, then, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. No. And then shortly after, Lot and his daughter fled from Sodom, barely escaping God's wrath on that wicked city. And so, and then we got the preserving this seed again. It's like that seed would just go everywhere. <laughs> well, well, it's because Abraham prayed because, you know, and God spared Lot, but he still destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, but he gave Lot and his family a chance to get out of there because Abraham asked God to spare the city, to spare it. And he was like, no. He said, if I find one, he's like, nope. And he's like, well, you know, can he get his cousin up out of there? So, of course, God was like, okay, because Abraham prayed. And God said that he would bless Abraham. Mm-hmm. So Abraham prayed. You know, God God blessed him. He honored him. So he did. He made a way of escape for them. He sent the angels down, and they told Lot, you know, y'all need to get out of here because we're about to destroy it. And so Lot and them left, but the wife looked back. And then we also yeah. have Isaac, who also jeopardized his seed in the process of trying to save his own life. Um, Isaac endangered the seed in yet another way, like Sarah, his wife, was barren. His answer to Isaac's prayer, she became pregnant with twins. When mm-hmm. Rebecca inquired the Lord to inform her, two nations are in your womb, and two people shall be separated from your body, and one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So this seed was just like a plant. He kept planting these seeds, 
and just going on and on and on and on. And even in our lives today, we're still seeing seeds being planted, but yet we still struggle with that. And then it even goes into um, Judea was chosen to be the son through whom the seed would come. He certainly was not the kind of person we would have elected for this position because we have those that are elected, or we call them the chosen ones. And even with that, and it goes into saying that he wouldn't be the chosen one, but he, unlike Joseph, who refused to enter into illicit sexual relations with his master's wife, um, Jodea married a, what do you call it, a Canaanite woman? And she took what mm-hmm. appeared to be a Canaanite wife for his son. When the two of his sons died because of their wickedness, Jodea would not give his last son to Tamar and her husband, and so doing so, he jeopardized his own seed. So to me, it's like it's, it's going from the Old Testament, but it's just this this gift that's just being passed around over and over and over. And the coming seed was spoken as a prophet, a priest, and a king. And Moses told the nation Israel that God would rise up a prophet like him in Deuteronomy. 18, 17, 19, and in Genesis, he also talked about that too. Now, I'm going to have to do more studying in regards to this because I'm just like, if this thing is going on and on and on, and I'm like, wow, really? You know, and then I'm still still trying to get back to, okay, well, what was promises? What, what, what was our promise? And even though we know it was life, you know, it was, you got all these different generations. And then when we started talking about that, even, and you indicated that promise, I know it's Abraham quiet, but everlasting life. What are some of the things? It's that a promise you, of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit. That's, the Holy Spirit. It's promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The promise of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's given us. That's why when, um, People be like, thank you, Holy Ghost, thank you, because that's why he left the Holy Spirit as a comforter, because it's supposed to lead us, to guide us. Do you know, you know how they show the shows and they have the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to tell you from right and wrong. And that, the Holy Spirit's voice is supposed to dry, drown out the enemy in, in every area of your life, in all things, because the Holy Spirit's going to lead you right. And that's a gift. He let, like he said, he left over there to comfort her. So that's a gift for us because he could have left and we could have just been down here, you know, doing whatever, living how we're just being crazy. Mm-mm-mm. That is true. That is so, so true. And some do that anyway, but, you know, <laughs> he died Mm-mm-mm. to give us a choice. He died to give us a choice. He didn't die for nothing. Mm-mm-mm. Now, you know, um, Tammy, I'm looking at something, and it goes into the seven promises of God. And you were speaking on one, I will be with you. I will protect you. I will be your strength. I will answer you. I will provide for you. I will give you and I will give you, and I will always love you. And see, those are some things that man can't give us because men want to love conditionally. Girl, honey, man will destroy your peace. They will get on your nerves. So, and when you're talking about a provider, ain't nobody providing like God can. You know, girl, (laughs) (laughs) that what they say? Mm -hmm. Won't he do it? And I will answer you. Girl, sometimes you try to get an answer from somebody, they won't even pick up the phone. Or they'll give you an answer that they think you want to hear and just be lying. Just lying for no reason. Lying. I will be your strength. Knowing you can't do it. You know, or I will protect you. Girl, be the first one to run. And I will be with you. Be like, uh, where you at? (laughs) So those are... I'm leaving... I'm leaving the liars, the deceivers, the manipulators, the the backstab. I'm leaving all of them in 2020. So, mm-hmm. 
Wow. This year wow. was a year of revelation. It reveals who people are in your life, if they true or if they not. So you know what? They have to be that. And I'm glad because I'm much lighter. Well, but see, but part of that with that seed and like you, you passing the seed around and it was giving birth, it was growing. A lot of times, right. we don't know how to let some things go. And even when right. I'm thinking about a seed, sometimes we try to plant things, we try to mix things, we try to, you know, you, you, I remember when my mother bought her house back in 68, there was about 13 fruit trees in that backyard. That yard was actually too small for 13 trees. And one of the trees that I, I only have now, because I done got rid of everything back there, but the last one was an avocado tree. We didn't even know it was an avocado tree when we were kids growing up. It was a bush. Right. Just a freaking bush. And then almost 40 years later, I got this big old avocado tree uprooting the whole doggone side of the house where the walkway go. You know, but I had to get into the I remember my mother digging up the fig tree, the loquat tree, the apricot tree, the, yeah. tree, the plum tree, the the orange tree, and the grapefruit tree. Tony cut the grapefruit tree down, thank God, because, girl, the grapefruit tree was all caught up in the wires. So I thought the city of Compton was going to find me. But the thing is that when I'm talking about these seeds, the grapefruits and the, the grapefruits and the oranges were so close together the grapefruits taste great, but the oranges was nasty as heck. So sometimes mm-hmm. with seeds, we try to mix and match our seeds. You know, we try to grow, and, and it's not for us to do. It's for God to do. Now, even in um, Joshua 21, it talks about 21:45. firmly established this truth. God keeps his word. Not one of God's promises has never failed. But not okay. before the time, Joshua, not after, but not now. Girl, God ain't a man and he will lie. So if those no. were his promises, we can stand on that. You know, we got to, we got like you talking about 2020. Girl, I can't wait for this year to hurry up and just pass. I'm so glad today, December the 1st, even though I hate the first of the month of the bills. But at least right. we are on the 12th month of this year so we can move on. You know, but we still right. have to implement wisdom. We still got to be mindful of certain things. Well, yeah, we got a president that don't even want to let go. He feel he planted, he think he planted seeds in people, and he feel he the reason why they grow. But like they say, if man can build you up, he can take you, take you down. Right. You know, so we have to be very, very, very careful with that. And we know that right. God promises he cannot fail. In his promises, because no. God will keep his promises. Yes, he does. And even though I just named a few, I'm looking at something that says, reading the Bible, a task was t- took a person about a year and a half, and it came up, and it granted a total of 8,810 promises, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to humankind. Girl, that's a lot mm-hmm. of promises. And all we think yeah. about is what somebody promised to get us for Christmas or what they promised or what they said. If you go through the Bible, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to to us, us believers, if you believe it, if you don't believe it, you just, oh, they ain't going to do it. Oh, they can't do that. We start doubting. You know, we our disbelief gets us in trouble. But I'm going to repeat it again. I will be with you. I will protect you. I will be your strength. I will answer you. I will provide for you. I will give you peace. I will always love you. Girl, just that love alone, Tammy, when you know right. that God loves you. Do you yeah. know a lot of people struggle with that because they think that God forgot about them? Yeah. But they and you know, they got to look at themselves. They got to look at their life. Look at your background. God don't ever forget about us. He always forgives us. 
You know what I mean? And that's that's why it's so important because he does it. And that's why it's so important for us to forgive because he forgives us. Mm-hmm. We just we just do so much, and we don't realize that all these promises he made, he made them so we can believe and trust in him. Mm-hmm. And now because you know, you're right, you can't believe and trust in man. I done, I done had about twenty promises this week, and ain't one, no one of them came true. Oh you know? my god. <laughs> <laughs> God is a man that he should lie. And that's why I love him. That's why I thank him because he's like no other. Because he's not going to lie to me. And I can wait on whatever he promised me because I know that he not he didn't lie about it. And he's going to do it. Tabby, wait a minute. Today only Tuesday. It's just Tuesday. You got 20 lies already. <laughs> the, yeah. day only, the week just started. You got today too. You got twenty. Got <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, hey, when a person is a liar, that's what they do best. So, oh my God, you got twenty broken promises. Hey, you know, mm. and it's sad, but hey, I'm glad they ain't God. Well, you know what? And part of that too becomes part of it is. They felt that they were lied to by someone or they were disappointed and they continue that seed and don't even realize what they're doing. But I trust God sees. I trust the seed that God implanted. Now, when I was given information in regards to those promises, and I just found something, and I want to make sure that I give you scripture to back it up. And, again, it talks about Mm -hmm. the promises of God every Christian should know. And it's important Mm -hmm. that Christians know the word of God and write it in on their hearts and in times of trouble, stress, and despair, because we go go through it. Promises that gives us hope. The scriptures remind us that with our eyes fixed on Christ, we can weather any storms that come our way. Biblical stories assure us that God will never abandon us and that he will always welcome us back into his loving arms. So don't let the devil steal your joy. And strengthen the Lord and memorize and print and they say this link. And it's coming from the, really the Catholic link.org. And it talks about the six promises every Christian should know. God will never leave you. That's in Deuteronomy 31.6. And God will always protect you. That's in Thessalonians 3.3. 3. God will give you strength for every battle. That's in Isaiah 40:31 God will give you the grace necessary to endure all suffering. That's in 2 Corinthians 12:9. God will forgive you even when you have sinned against him. And that's in 1 John 1. And God will never stop loving you. That's in Ephesians 3. 1719. Now, you know, Tammy, when you got scripture to back it up, you got something you can go back and you can stand on. And when you keep reading it over and over and over and over, it's like positive affirmation. You'll start believing it and you'll start trusting. Now, what do you want the listeners to know as we wrap up today's show? We are the sea because we deserve that. And we need to know that there's something bigger, greater, stronger than our fathers, our brothers, our, you know, the people, I used to, when I was a kid growing up, I didn't have a brother that I didn't know of until I got became an adult. And I used to wish I could tell people, I'm going to get my brother on you. I'm going to go tell my brother, girl, I had to be the brother, the sister, the mama. I had to be everything in my family. So what do you want the listeners to know as we end this show about we are the seed? Just because you are his seed, you don't have to worry about anything because of the promises that he made to you. So don't be heavy burdened, heavy laden. Don't let trouble bother you. You know, they come and they go. We're going to deal with things. But don't let it overwhelm you. Don't let it overtake you. Don't allow it to cause you to do things, you know, that you wouldn't normally do. Just look up and be reminded 
that God is our Father. He loves us. Like Jeanette just read, he protects us. All those promises he made that he will fulfill them. He is fulfilling them. So we don't have to worry about anything because we have, you know, the one true living God who is protecting us, watching over us, and taking care of us, who loves us. So we don't ever have to worry about anything. Yeah, we may be down and out sometimes, but guess what? All we have to do is look up and be reminded of who we serve and who loves us and who we belong to. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that goes back to that to being obedient. It don't mean being foolish. It don't mean that you have to um, follow false prophets or, you know, it, it doesn't mean that. A lot of people say, well, he told me to do it. No. No, that's not what they mean no. by being obedient. Well, Lady T, wow. I want to thank you for joining me here today. I appreciate you because I was really stuck and I didn't know how to put this <laughs> together. And then, like I said, then when I was remembering watching that movie the other day about the gift, and I was like, okay, well, that's making sense how he did these mm-hmm. things. And, I mean, a lot of it be for my own my own knowledge, too, because I was like, what does mm-hmm. that mean we've been And then talk about these promises. And I know just reading over those promises kind of helped me and remind me of some things, even though I know it and I believe it and I stand on it. That's why I don't worry about right. stuff. But we do right. need to learn and we need to go back and we need to encourage one another. Because a lot of yes, individuals are losing that, especially we're talking about the end of December, but yet some individuals are, are going to be losing their unemployment, people are still losing their jobs, people are still getting sick, yeah. family members are still dying. I mean, so we need to remember we are the seed, and God promised. He made a whole lot of promises, and God is not a man that yeah. shall lie. Okay? So, again, yeah. thank you for joining us here at Precious Benigman's Blog Talk Radio, and I will chit-chat with you later on, Lady T. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So remember until okay. next week. Remember, you got this. Bye bye. All right. Bye.